This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Today we celebrate one year since women started driving in Saudi Arabia. And it's been an incredible year in which women have come to spearhead the changes taking place all over the kingdom. In the second hour, we'll be hearing from Saudi entrepreneur Sara Abu Dawood, founder of Yetaran Jewelry, on the changes that are transforming the Saudi kingdom. Plus, we're going to be hearing from author and parenting blogger Giovanna Fletcher about the expectations versus realities of parenting and motherhood and what she has to say about the endless judgment that parents feel from others. Plus, she has some great tips on traveling with kids. It is a packed show, so get ready for Life Beats right here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Giovanna Fletcher is the best-selling author of 10 Books and Counting and a social media sensation who has moms and dads all over the world nodding in agreement at her honest take on parenting. In 2011, after inspiring chat with author Dorothy Coombson, Giovanna decided to start writing her own fiction. A year later, she signed a book deal with Penguin and then, in 2013, Billy and Me was published. Since then, she's added You're the One That I Want, Dream a Little Dream, Always With Love, Some Kind of Wonderful, and a new trilogy that she's writing with her husband Tom, beginning with Eve of Man. After having children, she turned her hand to non-fiction with Happy Mom, Happy Baby, My Adventures into Motherhood, which grew into a podcast of the same name where she invites guests to give their honest accounts of parenting. I sat down with her for lunch on her recent trip to Dubai where she told me all about the difference between expectations versus reality in parenting and how becoming a mum has changed her and why she doesn't think that parents are being judged as much as they think. She started out telling me here why she loves coming to the UAE. Giovanna Fletcher, what an absolute pleasure it is to have you with us here in the UAE. Oh, I love being here. Really, really do. I love it. But coming back with my own, I knew I was going to be okay. Yeah. Because I know how attentive people are to the children. You know, and, and I, th- I think that sometimes when you're on holiday, you can kind of feel that your children are a nuisance. If you're going to nice restaurants, it's like, oh. Whereas here, it literally feels like someone's, th- like, they, they, everyone loves children. Right, right. It's made for kids. It literally is. It's made for kids. People, like, stop and they take time and um, they want to see them smile. You know, and I think that's just so, so lovely. Yeah, it is beautiful. You are somebody who has always dreamed of being a mom. Mm-hmm. Did motherhood turn out to be how you thought it was going to be? I thought I was going to be like Maria in The Sound of Music. Um, I thought I was going to be making close-up curtains, uh, you know, baking all the time. And that is not what the type of mum that I am. You know, even 10 years ago, I didn't think, I probably wouldn't have thought I would be working while having children either. I thought I would be at home all the time. Um, So even that element is completely different. Um, I've learned to... uh, 
grow patience, I've learned patience. And also I think when you're, um, I've always been the friend who loves having other children, other people's children. You know, I'm always really good. And then it's when I have my own, you kind of, actually it's not just about those fun times, it's about all the other stuff that's really stressful and you've got to kind of navigate your way through and you've got to learn how to navigate. So yeah, I think motherhood is so surprising. What have been kind of the biggest challenges that you've found in, in motherhood? I think straight off that must have been the sleepless nights. Yeah. They and, and still now, obviously, because we've got a baby. Six uh, months old. Yeah, six months old. You've got old. four years, three, four, and three and, and six, six months, months yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so sweet. It's busy. Um, but yeah, and I think I used to love 10 hours sleep a night, you know. And, <laughs> yes. and I used yes. to sleep anywhere, anytime. Now it's literally, <laughs> if I get a five, six hour stretch, I'm winning. You know? Completely. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, mine are, my eldest is almost 13. I'm still there. If really? I get five, six hours, you're winning <laughs> on top of everything else that you do in life. But no, exactly. Sleepless nights. How do you cope? Are you one of those people who did the control crying or did you, how I did you cope with it? That was Buzz. And then, um, and then I stopped. I, I did it. And then we went to Australia when he was 10 months old. And I think, and I loved that. The whole trip was amazing. The flight was amazing. Like it was fine. You know, it was I think that kind of taught me that you just have to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a mother, yeah, yeah. that's your biggest lesson. Yeah. You have to go with it. And, uh, and then when we got back, because Buzz had, he was sleep trained, he'd go to bed in his own room, in his car, he'd kind of, you know, we'd leave him there at night, we'd say goodnight, and he'd just go to sleep. And, oh my uh, gosh, and that's astonishing. No more. Because in Australia, he was in our room. I was rocking him to sleep because I thought I was helping him with the time difference. So remember when we got back three weeks later, he was like, well, where's my rocking? <laughs> Why are you rocking me to sleep? Why am I in the same room as you? So we literally had like a year of it being hell. Uh, but Buzz, uh, Buddy, from day one, and Matt's the same, you can leave them to sell themselves and they'll just do it. But also, I think third time round, I do kind of feel like, if, I, if you want me to rock you to sleep, that's fine. I, I kind of feel like third time round, you kind of feel like, well, that's, it's not really a big ask, is it? You want your mum to stay with you while you fall asleep? Oh. Why not? What else have I got to do? That's like more important than that. Right, it's true. And then you think this could be the last one. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like I need to enjoy it more because it, you know? I guess there is a part of that, um, and also seeing Buzz and Buddy how grown up they are now, and you know, I had to um, had a letter through to say that I, there was a save the date for meeting Buzz's new teacher, which is year one. So in, in the UK, we have reception then year one. Year one's official. That's school. And maybe cry. So I thought that's it. You are properly. That, that's you're growing up. Yeah. Wait um, till the, he actually properly finishes like primary school and gets into high school. And that's a whole other ball. GCSEs. Yeah. We're picking them right now. Oh really? Like for, you know, for the oldest, I'm like, what? What? What's going <laughs> on here? Where did this come from? How does that child? She's still a child. Know what she's going to do for the rest of her life? Completely. Absolutely. Completely, but you know, for you as well, what's the thing that you love the most about motherhood? The fun, the fun and the chaos, um, the bits that cause the most frustration as well. You know? Really? Yeah, because I kind of feel like it's all part of it. It's all part of it, and actually, in those moments of frustration, there is fun, there is calm, and I think, oh, well, actually, maybe my but the the fact that your emotions can change from one to the other extreme in a split second, you know, you could have had the worst day, and then all of a sudden one of your children say something funny or they crack a smile, and that's it. The rest of the day is gone, you know. Yeah. And, and and actually, it's all about that brilliant moment. Um, yeah, and the unconditional love. 
Yes. I think that's just brilliant. Did you have that feeling? Because I know I had that feeling where, you know, when the first was born, and because you've been waiting for it, right? Mm-hmm. I actually said to my daughter, like when she was born, I said, I've missed you. Like, I couldn't stop saying that to her. You know, for you, did life kind of like start again? Was that, was that like a reset? Everybody says, oh, it's like everything started again from the moment that child was born. Coming up next, Giovanna reveals how motherhood has changed her and made her, as she says, the Mary Poppins of her former self. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95 and my conversation with vlogger and author Giovanna Fletcher. We're talking all things parenting and here she tells me about how motherhood has changed her and why as parents we're not being judged as much as we think. I think your um, priorities, your life changes completely anyway because you've got, you're on a completely different schedule day to day the priorities change the things that um, used to irritate you before are even non-existent like yeah. they don't even exist like um, yeah like it's a whole new chapter of your life and um, it's, it's amazing uh, yeah it, I think it's absolutely amazing and to think back to the person who I was before I became a mum it's a really weird thing and that's why people say I feel like you've been in my life forever because they have been in, in terms of who you are at that point yeah exactly exactly but for you um, how do you think that motherhood has changed you it's made me um, calmer more patient uh, I used to be quite hot headed and um, it's taken all of that away um, I can't imagine you being hot headed. Oh, really? I used to be really foul mouthed actually as well. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. Cleaned it all out. Yeah. I'm She's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I'm now like the Mary Poppins of my former self. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, it's made me more focused with work, more productive. Um, I mean, I started writing books when I, when I wasn't a mum, but. Um, I used to, so my writing day before used to be get up at 9 or 10, have a shower, get into new pyjamas, have breakfast, write over what I did before. No, go on to like different um, entertainment websites or social media accounts, you know, prattle about on those for a little while, have lunch, then I might be tired, have a nap, read over what I did the day before, <laughs> then start writing about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then probably be writing to up until 9 o'clock at night. But now... There's no way I do any of that. I cut out the whole, like, the first six hours of that and just get to sit down and write exactly what I need to write. Because time is precious when, yeah. when you've got little ones. You can't. I think I remember a day where I was writing my desk and I got sent a picture of Buzz in a supermarket trolley yeah. in the seat and I hadn't put him in the supermarket trolley before and it got really got to me like I, I cried because I thought I should be the one <laughs> and it's absolutely ridiculous I thought I should be the one to put him in the supermarket trolley why am I not and if I'm not I'm going to make sure that whatever I'm doing is worthwhile and done to the best of my ability because otherwise I'm missing those those little moments that might seem insignificant to other people for nothing I just I love that you said that because it's exactly right those little milestones you do feel I mean how do you how do you think about that and deal with that we never ask men this question but you know as mothers you know we have to kind of process that guilt of missing out on those moments if we do choose to work although I went to the supermarket the other day 
and, and Max rolled over without me there. Bear in mind, I've been with him the whole, like... You're like, why couldn't you have done it when I was there? Tom did say that apparently there was some... Uh, he had his foot connected to something which meant that he could roll over because then he did it properly when I was there. I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> um, but it's really hard, isn't it? But I think as children grow up, we aren't going to be there to see everything. We just aren't, you know. Um, and it's something that you just have to accept. Yeah. You know, we're providing for them in, in very different ways. They're seeing their mums and their dads go out and work. And, and, and for us, work is it's a dream. You know, it's a passion yes. of ours. We're very lucky to be creative and do what we do. So I think you can't beat the fact that they're seeing us achieve those dreams. It's true. Because mm. they look up to you and they think, wow, that's my mum. She's written 10 books and I'm still four. Like, what? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Well, the kids think they're going to work all the time. Buddy has this thing at the moment where he keeps licking my Kindle and he says he's doing his work. So he'll go off. <laughs> this morning he put his trainers on and he had his Kindle under his arm, my Kindle under his arm. And he was like, uh, so I'm going to go for a run uh, and then I'm going to go I'm gonna go do some work. <laughs> I said, so where he's got the running point from because me and Tom don't run. No, his mum not runs, but we don't. <laughs> His thing is running, so he's going to do that then, do do some work. But, you know, like parenting, parenting, Mm. judgments and style and you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, what do you think about that whole thing where we just judge? We just judge other parents. I think the biggest judge is us on ourselves. I think we are constantly um, questioning what we're doing or kind of feeling defensive over over the choices that we make. Um, but actually I don't really think that other parents are looking outwards to other parents and seeing what they're doing I think we're, it's actually it's a reflection of our feelings towards what we're, we're doing and trying to um, trying to justify ourselves in the methods that we choose we know what's right for our children we know what works within our families we know um, we know our family better than anyone else outside you know you can't do what Joan wants to do down the road because Joan down the road isn't there at 3 o'clock in the morning might be told and telling us to do the control trying crying thing but if she's not there then you know she's got no emotional attachment to that baby my whole thing is to well i do i guess with having my baby the podcast as well it's kind of to lots of different mums and just realizing that we've all got different methods and we're, we've all got one goal and that's to bring kids up that are kind clever engaged um you know uh, so we've all got the same goal we've all got the same end result in mind but we have to trust that everyone's different different methods Coming up next, Giovanna shares her best tips for travelling with kids. She's done a lot of that and definitely felt the stares from other passengers and how she's been able to reclaim a space that is just hers after having kids. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. It's Life Beats and my special interview with author Giovanna Fletcher where she talks parenting regrets, her tips on travelling with kids and how she's been able to reclaim her own space after giving birth. Do you know what's interesting though as well? I don't know if you've got that kind of challenge, but I've got two and they're like night and day. So what works with one completely doesn't even work with the other one. Well, it's interesting. I found myself first time around continuously looking at my friend. Because she had children. Like she knew better than me what was what was right for my child and always having that thought that everyone else knew more and actually it, it takes a while I think for you to kind of go actually 
I know my situations. I know my family. And to just trust yourself. Yeah. That's really hard as a parent. Because, you know, you think to yourself, maybe I could have done it better. I did a podcast the other day with Arlene Phillips, who's a massive choreographer. And her daughter has just had a baby. And she was saying how at 75, she's now looking at Alana and how Alana is mothering her granddaughter with sadness. Because it makes her look back and regret how she was as a mother. So maybe we're all going to get that when we become grandmas to kind of go, oh, I wish I'd have given you... I'll be, oh, I'll be going to look back and go, I wish I'd have given you more time. I wish, I wish I'd have, you know... Um, that, yeah, we're all doing what we're doing in that moment because it feels like the right thing. And it's the best we can. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like anyone should feel guilty for the choices they make. Yeah. Because they're doing it with their family in mind. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's difficult, you know, for us... You, were, you mentioned traveling with your kids. You do that a lot. Mm. Um, tips for parents on traveling with kids. <laughs> well, we only get the iPads out for, for planes. Yeah. They don't think it works any other time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You convinced them this device does not work only on a plane. Which works for the age that they are because then I was like, you know, I think once they actually start using them at school, they'll be like, what? We're not on a plane. Um, but being calm helps. Uh, and just, really, like, I think all scheduling and everything goes out the window. Anything that's going to make them happy, go with it. Uh, because that is, you're, you're literally in a confined space for however long and um, you know it's not going to create bad habits yeah. it's not you know you're not going to do any damage by having introducing an iPad for the flight or letting them have something sweet because you know just just go with it yeah um, but yeah not get too stressed because I always feel like well when I first travelled with Buzz on that flight to Australia I thought everyone was tutting at me or that I was getting looks. Naturally, it turned out that they weren't at all. <laughs> and it, it was, was just actually, you being it was nervous. Me. It was me being nervous because I. There was a point where I'd cried on that flight, and um, and then I kind of pulled myself together and was a bit like, look, if he wants to sleep on me, that's fine. If he doesn't want to go in the cot, that's that's absolutely fine. He can just sleep on me. And I, after that, I had three different passengers come over to me at various points in the flight and just say, uh, just want you to know you're doing a great job. And it just made me go, oh, so all these people that I thought were judging me, they're not at all. You know, they've all probably been here with children or, you know, yeah, it's, it's nothing new. But yeah. we always feel like we're the, we're the only ones that have experienced it and it's, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. What about, you know, finding yourself again? You know, that, that sense of self that you had before having kids mm. um, and kind of finding that independent sense of self that is not attached to being a mom, even though that that's really important yeah, to us. Yeah. But, you know, how do we find ourselves again after that? Gosh, God knows. <laughs> Literally. Um, I think it's finding time, remembering the bits, the things that you like doing, whether that's going for a walk, doing a form of Pilates. Like, I do reform of Pilates now, and, and that is my hour and a half away, and, and like, my head is not in any mode at all. Because um, we were talking yesterday, actually, about you're always something to someone. And actually, when you're in a class like that or doing something you love, you're not, you're nothing other than what you are in that moment. Um, and I guess widening your social circles a little bit. You know, when you have your group of friends, then you fall pregnant. You have another group of friends that are mums, and um, and and it's it's not seeing the two things as separate, maybe, and having it like that is all of you. All those people are make make up who you are now. Um, yeah, I think everything takes time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Your kind of 
biggest inspirations that what what keeps you going what keeps you grounded family keeps me going in terms of my immediate family the boys Tom and the boys but also my extended family um, when you say it like I, I guess my Italian nonna so my, non, my, my nonna my dad's mum she lived in the mountains in Italy her whole life um, but her work ethic was unbelievable so she lived until she was 97 and I think it was only the last decade that she wasn't climbing up the mountains to get water and balancing water on her head and you know growing her own tomatoes and and I just think what what an amazing woman to have that work ethic and I think that's kind of what what like I have in me I guess is from her seeing that strong woman who kind of looks after a family it was a very unconventional family dynamic um, and that's what my dad has and I think that's kind of what he passed on to me yeah and that sense of family like family is everything coming up next Giovanna talks the power of social media that's next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats, Life Beats with Pulse Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Here she talks books and the power of social media in parenting. And you are very much a social media star. You know, your life is on social media, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or wherever it is. Um, how does that impact what you do day to day or you know in terms of as well your impact on others what you're hearing from your fans how, how do you kind of see all of that the world of social media now? I feel like I've created what I am part of a really supportive community of women and men because there, there are lots of dads in there as well um, and uh, I think they have uh, I think it's, it opens up conversations and for me, having uh, certainly Instagram and things like that, it's, it creates a support network, strangely. You know, I might post something that I've not, I'm, I don't know, you know, I, I always say I never, I like, don't like things to feel too contrived. I don't like to think about a blog post and then post it a month later. I like things to feel very much in the moment. Something happens, I feel it, I, I write it down, I post it. I don't like, because that's authentic to me. I don't, it doesn't even feel edited. No, when you do good yeah. stuff, it just feels like it just happens. Yeah, exactly. This is it. This exactly, is just... and that's what I want it to feel like. Um, and, I, and I think because of that, because it's something that's happening to me, people read that and it, and, and it becomes their their responses to whatever I felt. They help me as much as what my comment might have helped them, um, because we're all kind of going along, kind of going. Is it just me? It's not just me. It's not just me, is it? And and that's what it's given me. I guess it's given me confidence confidence in what I'm doing. Yeah, confidence in a community. Um, you're up to your 10th book now? Yep. Incredible. Mm. Um, what got you started in writing in the first place? I was acting and, uh, and it was just very quiet and I was bored of having someone else be in control of my life, whether that was a casting director shoot a photo out of a pile of thousands or your agent, you know, waiting. To, uh, I was just bored of waiting for people to like give me the opportunities so I sat down and essentially well I met an author who said that uh, whenever she told people that she was an author um, they'd go oh I'd love to write I'd love to do that and she was like well if you want to write do it because until that until you do nothing else can happen so I literally went home that day wrote out three different summaries sent one to an agent I'd met a few months before and was like what do you think and we picked one together and I started writing 
and uh, yeah, and then I got signed to Penguin, and um, yes. Was that like immediate from the first uh, approach, or no, did you get some no's? I or no's. Of course, I got how many did you get no's? I think it got sent out to eight different publishing houses. Wow. Yeah. And, um, it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. That is really... And, you know, I'm always a bit... I always kind of blush over it and I'm quite flippant about it. But it was hard. It was hard work. And um, I'm absolutely glad, glad that I did it. Well, you're doing amazing work. What is next for you? Currently writing Evil Man 2. Yeah. Then there's Evil Man 3, because it's a trilogy. <laughs> I'm going, why do we make this a trilogy? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then in the UK on CBBS, I've got a programme starting called The Baby Club, which is essentially a baby club in your living room. So I'm taking the class. There are, lots of, there are other mums and babies there. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is awesome. Because they looked into, um, they did research into baby clubs and... Uh, people going or not going, you know, they might be too far away, financially they might, might not be able to afford it, yeah. they might not just feel like it, we all know that feeling of, you know, being a mum and feeling judged and stuff, so it's, it's a case of actually showing you what is happening in that room, making it interactive for you and your baby, so you can do that stuff without any of the other nonsense surrounding it. Oh, that's wonderful, because that's exactly what we need, more support, yeah. less judgement, yeah. yeah, and just that gorgeous smiling face of yours <laughs> that's going you're doing it fine yeah. everything is fine it's you're doing amazing and that's what every mom wants to hear yeah, exactly. isn't it every parent every yeah. dad wants to hear that as well yeah. Giovanna thank you so much thank what you what an absolute pleasure that's author and vlogging superstar Giovanna Fletcher this is Pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 10am